we're going to look into the word this morning. Um, I this this week I was going to continue with what I was speaking about the last time. The last time I was, can you all remember what I was speaking about? Do you remember I was speaking about the um, evangelism? And we all had an assignment, which I won't ask anyone about <laughs> till the next time. But I'm going to um, speak about something different. I really felt to just share about something different this week. Um, and we're going to speak about how to, to handle difficult times. The times that we're living in, living in right now are unprecedented. Um, it's very unique. We've never seen anything like this before. But God is in control. And God is able to make a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert as long as we look to him. And so on this basis, we're going to look on the word, look at the word and look at some verses of scripture that we're all familiar with. But I believe it will help and strengthen us today. So let's look at the book of um, the gospel of John chapter 16 and verse 32 to 33. And it reads this, it says, Behold, the hour cometh, yes, is now, the, now come, that you shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone, and yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Or another version says, be of good courage. I have overcome the world. And in Psalms 23, and verses 1 to 4, it reads, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and your staff, they comfort me. Every one of us, whether we've not faced it today, we will face a day that will be challenging. We've just read some verses of scripture that Jesus said, that in this world we will have tribulation, but take courage, I have overcome the world. And we've just read that in the book of Psalms, how that there'll be a day that we'll go through the shadow of death, but we will fear no evil because he is with us. So every one of us will face that time. But there is a, one other scripture that I wanted to read in the book of Psalm 34, verse 17. And it reads, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, 
and delivereth them out of all their troubles. We are assured and we, are, we have a guarantee that whatever we face and whatever we go through, God will see us through. But as we are going through those times, it feels overwhelming. It may be, it could be anything. It could be our health. It could be our finances. It could be a relationship issue. It could be a job situation. But whatever it is, God has a solution. Whatever it is, God has an answer. And God can turn it around. I was so encouraged when we saw what happened, for example, with the NHS. We know we heard it was no job, no job. And God was able to turn that right around. We heard Minister Olu came up here and he was saying he doesn't know how God was going to do it. And it was right at the last minute how God was able to turn the situation around miraculously. And it was just like the situation with the children of Israel when Egypt was chasing the Israelites and they were going through the Red Sea. Well, before they even got to the Red Sea, all they saw before them was the Red Sea and there was no way but to go forward. But yet, God parted the Red Sea and the Israelites were able to make their way on dry ground whilst the Egyptians were chasing them. And as they were chasing them, the water began to fall back onto the Egyptians and they began to drown whilst the Egyptians were going through the same area and it was dry. How miraculous was that? No one else but our God can make a way where there seems to be no way. And so with that, I'm going to share a few things that will help us if we're not going through it now, for another time. And please, these are not exhaustive. There are always other things that could be added. But let's look at the first area. And if we can turn our Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30, and it reads about David. Verse 1, and it reads this. And it came to pass... When David and his men came, come to Ziglag on the third day, and the Amalekites had invaded the south, and Ziglag, and smitten Ziglag, and burned it with fire, and had taken the women captives that there, that were therein. They slew not any of, of either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, 
And behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David, David's two wives were taken captive, Ammonon and Jezreelites, and Abigail, the wife of Nebil, and Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed. For the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, and every man for his sons, for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David and to Abithia, the priest, Amalek's son, I pray thee, bring me the hither, the ephod, and Abithia brought, brought the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt overtake them, and without fail, recover all. So we see this story here, that David came back, and he noticed that his wives were taken, and the children were taken. And then on top of that, the, the troops that he was with, they were about, they wanted to stone him. As you could imagine, it was a very distressful time, being the leader of the army, and then the army that you was battling with want to come and kill you. And then on top of that, your family has been taken and everything is burnt up. That's a cause for some distress. But yet, we read here how David responded. He didn't respond pulling his hair out when he, he felt distressed, yes, but he didn't remain there. And it's, it's good because I really like how David, how real David is. He's such a real, he was such a real man. He would speak honestly from the, from the depths of his heart and pour it out to God. And I'm sure even as he came before the Lord, he was doing that. And, but he got the revelation that he needed the presence of God. He needed an answer. He needed to hear what God was saying. What was he saying in this situation? So the first thing, how that we're to handle the difficult times that are ahead. The first thing, okay, you may feel distressed. You may feel flabbergasted. But the first thing to do is to go into the presence of God. Because going into the presence of God, he will help you to see sense. Especially when your emotions 
and your mind is like disengaged with everything that's going on. When you connect, I, I, are you right there? You sure? <laughs> we need to check. <laughs> All right. So, as I was saying, the first thing is definitely to pray, to call upon him, to ask him for strength, to ask him for wisdom, for ask him for insight, because David did just that. He asked, asked the Lord, saying, Lord, shall we go and pursue them? What should we do? And then the Lord told him that you should go and pursue and you'll recover all. And they did just that because he heard from the Lord. But the Bible also says, even before that, how David encouraged himself in the Lord. Probably David had to go back over all those other times as to when the Lord brought him victory and brought him great success because he was reminded of how he was able to kill a bear and to kill, Dave, um, kill Goliath because God was with him. The presence of God was with him and he understood that if he sought the Lord, he would receive an answer. The scripture says in the book of James, let if anyone is in trouble, let him pray. That, in my opinion, is the best form of counseling, to be honest, because there is no other solution but to go to him. We can go to other people, but it will last for a while. But if you go to God, it will be for a permanent solution because he sees everything. He knows everything. He can see far beyond where we can't see. But when he sees those things, we need to tap in, plug in, and hear what the Spirit is saying so that we will be able to make the right decision, just as David did. Prayer is so important. I mean, that, as we know, is a topic in itself. But when we pray, I tell you, one of the most important reasons why we need to pray every day is because, you know what? We are saying to the Lord, Lord, I humble myself. I humble myself under your hand because we have a tendency as humans to rely upon our strength, to rely upon our know-how, to rely upon our education, to rely upon all the things that we've learned in the past, to say, Lord, we don't need you. But when we pray, as the Bible says in the book of Chronicles, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then they shall hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sin and I'll heal their land. That is when we will see the breakthrough when we humble ourselves before the hand of Almighty God. When we humble ourselves, we will see the hand of God 
in our situation. But if there is no humility before the living God, God cannot move, God cannot unveil, God cannot bring revelation, God cannot bring insight into your situation. But there needs to be a humility before the Almighty God. This is why the Bible says, we bow our knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole heaven and earth has been created. We need to bow our knees before Him. Our hearts, we need to humble before the Lord. Jesus, in his difficult time, when he was faced with Golgotha, and he had to do the will of the Father, he was faced with his disciples leaving him. Remember, he had 70. It dropped down to, from 70 to 12. And then it, he had three who were very close to him. The Bible says how he asked them three times, won't you pray with me? Won't you pray with me? Won't you pray with me? And the Bible says how they fell asleep and how his disciples deserted him. They left him. He was in a very tough situation. The Bible says like how he was praying, it's like drops of blood. It was a very intense moment because he knew that the God the Father was going to leave him because the sins of the world was about to come upon him. You have to understand that Jesus, as he was with the disciples as well, they were very close. And he had the presence of God with him. And the disciples were going to leave him. God the Father was going to leave him. And Jesus was going to be alone. And he was aware of this. But he was still prepared to do that which he knew was right before the Heavenly Father. The Bible says that in the book of Philippians, I think it's chapter 2. It says, let this mind be in you. He had that mind to be able to say, you know what, Lord, I want to do your will. He had that mindset. And he pursued the will of God to the point of death. He was obedient, the Bible says, even to the point of death because he wanted to do the will of God. This leads me into the second part of what I believe is important, how to navigate your way through this difficult, through difficult times. Prayer is important. But number two, feeding yourself with the word is vital. The prayer, it's like you always say, I, 
You can't have wet without the water. Oh man, we need the word just as the spirit. The word and the spirit, they're one. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 20 verse 32, it says, and now I entrust you to God and the message of his grace that is able to build everybody say build to build you up and give you an inheritance with all those he has set apart for himself if there's anything that is going to help us to be built up it's the word of God the word of God is able to build you up and give you an inheritance is able to transform your life is able to enlighten you is able to show you who you are is able to show you your identity is able to show you how much God loves you is able to give you knowledge about God and who he is and what he wants you to do God's word is critical God's word is able to sustain you and you know whatever situation that you may be facing I would encourage you get the scriptures that are linked to it, whether it's you need healing you or you need a breakthrough, find the appropriate scriptures. Because these scriptures will help build you up. It will start to feed your faith. It will start to help you to see what God can do. As you read the word and you cause the word to come into not your only your mind, but your heart because we want to move it from one location to another we just don't want it here but we will need it here because when we get it here everything will be with conviction everything will be with revelation everything will be with I don't care because I'm gonna go through this because I know that my God will see me through Jesus had this revelation. This is why he was able to, as I mentioned earlier, to go to Golgotha and to die a terrible death. All because he knew what was going to happen. He knew that he was going to be the firstborn of many brethren and that through him, many souls and lives were going to be transformed because of his death and the Bible says this this is why it's so critical that we get the mind of Christ in us we get the word in us and it is imprinted as it's spoken of in the epistles let the let this not not this one we, we need to let the engrafted word Get the word, let it be engrafted into our souls. Let it become part of us. Receive, that's the word, thank you. 
receive the engrafted word which is able to save your souls God's word when it gets in you it doesn't listen it doesn't matter what situation you're in you know when God's word comes in and engrafts upon you and engrafts upon your soul regardless of the stage and regardless of what has taken place and regardless listen God is able to turn it around and as you go through these these stages of of prayer and the word God starts to convict you on asking you you need to change this you need to you need to repent here you need to because you're in his presence you're seeing the word the word is our mirror and as you're in his presence further illumination comes and insight in his presence I really want to emphasize this thing about the word because meditation I want to encourage us as you're going through this time whatever scripture is appropriate to the situation that you're going through I would encourage you to meditate now that's number three and as you meditate it will help engraft the word of God into your heart the scripture reads in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 that we should study the book of instruction continually meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it only when then will you be you'll prosper and succeed in all you do honestly even if it's a situation where you're ex you flopped your exams oh man I remember listen <laughs> I, I wish I had some of my schoolmates here to just let you know I was not good at maths and let me just tell you now I struggled big time Maths was a big battle for me. Maths, it's like we, we used to make mock, mockery of it. It's like we used to say a little bit of maths, a little bit of maths. We used to be laughing and joking at each other. I was in the lowest band for maths at school. I'll just let you know now, right? I'm not proud of it. I'm just telling you where I was, all right? So, um, and I had to do, I never forget, I had to do a, a particular, I had to, I done I went to Imperial College to do this um, uh, apprentice thank you an apprenticeship so thank, boy thank you see how God got me in there how I get in there I don't know that's God man you know that's God right I got in there and I had to do a qualification so I had to do some maths again in it <laughs> and I remember there was one time I had to, so it had two years to do this course, but I just, I had like an additional two years I could complete it in as well, thankfully, because <laughs> the maths was a problem. And you know, I went to, 
my Nigerian friends to help me. We used to sit down and have the soup. And what's that big, like, looks like, like mashed potato in there? What's it, what's it called? What's it? Powdered yam. He used to go to his house and he used to teach me. I used to eat the powdered yam and the soup. After the maths, whoa, <laughs> fall asleep, man. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. But I used to do that, right? I used to go there. Then I went to my other friend to help me. He came from the Middle East to help me going over maths, doing maths. I was doing that, doing this. And then by the mercies and the grace of God, we was able to pass. <laughs> but I'm just saying that to say that was a, that was a miracle for me. <laughs> but I'm just saying that to say, look, it doesn't matter what situation you have, honestly. And, you know, it was a, it was a tough time because if I didn't pass, I don't know what would have happened. But I, did, I wasn't even looking at that. I was just saying, I'm going to pass because I've got to get this qualification so that I'll be able to go in the industry. Otherwise, I'll be in trouble. But God was able to help me and see me through those units. I passed every single one, <clears throat> those mathematical ones. God was able to see me through. But I'm saying that for some of these students here, you know, because I know it's a bit, it's a bit tough sometimes. And you think, oh, even like the, the, the driving your, 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 your driving test, sometimes it may seem difficult. I remember my uncle, um, he, he passed on his 50th attempt. <laughs> you heard me. Five, <laughs> five zero, yeah? So, <laughs> so it took him five decades, anyway, no, not five, but maybe, anyway, it took him a long time. It took him a long time, but he was able to achieve it. He's a believer in Christ, amen, and he was able to pass. See, there's nothing too difficult for God. If, hey, listen, man, if he could pass and I can pass, oh, come on, come on. This is it. Number four, I've got here that we need to trust in the Lord. We need to trust in the Lord. You know, when you see all the things that are going on around you, it's very difficult to trust in the Lord. You think, how can I trust? Look what's happened, man. Look, look at this, 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 and this. But the scripture says that we're not to look at the things which are seen, but that at the things which are not seen. Because the things which are not seen are eternal and the things which are seen are temporal. When we start to look at what God wants us to see, we will have hope. That's why it's important to meditate, you know. Because when you meditate, it will help you to get it from here into here. Then you'll be able to walk with conviction regardless of the situation you're facing. The Bible says in the book of Psalms chapter 20 that some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but as we will trust in the name of our Lord God. David did that. And we are to trust in him 
regardless of what we will be facing or are facing. David also said in Psalm 56 verse 3, whenever I am afraid, because there are times, look, we're going to be afraid, you know. We'll feel afraid. But if we're afraid, let's trust in him. Because that's what David says, whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in you. I will trust in you. realize time is flying Holy Spirit I'm just praying right now that you'll just continue to speak to hearts Lord you know you see you know the different ones here who are in pain the different ones father who need your intervention who need your touch holy spirit we are praying that you'll continue to move in our, this place holy lord we cannot do this without you those who need healing father those who need a breakthrough financially I pray that you will open the door I pray oh father Lord those who are in a predicament Lord in their relationships I pray that you will intervene I pray that you will heal father marriages pray oh Lord that you will help us to continue to look to you regardless of what's going on regardless of what we're facing what we're feeling help us oh Father we pray that you will help us to humble ourselves Lord oh Lord we thank you we pray this prayer in Jesus name 